This is Studio Confessions, the art podcast. I am your host, Luis Martin, the art engineer. Listen in for conversations with artists and culture makers as we talk about their creative practice and what moves them. Let me share my wax poetic monologues and how to activate your creativity to live an inspired and more beautiful life. That's right, I said beautiful. Welcome to the studio. I'm glad you're here. So they were right. The Bible-wheeling madmen on the corner and the ladies in their long, dowdy skirts handing out their leaflets. Turns out they were onto something. End of days. <laughs> Maybe for them, friends. The truth of the matter, and let's start there, is that the world has always been ending. It was ending when we were born and it will be ending when we take our exit. After that, well, who knows? I like to think we're chunky, repulsively lovable caterpillars. And when that exit comes, if our hearts are in the right place, we turn into these flamboyant heavenly butterflies. Yay. Don't get me wrong. When I say your heart in the right place, I don't mean a moment of judgment or reckoning. I mean, well, kind of karma kids, right? But what I mean is don't aim to rest in peace. Live in peace. But how are you? I hope you're listening to this somewhere warm and well-lit, far and a brighter future somewhere else. At this very moment, for me, as I am recording this, it's April 13th, 2020, 3 p.m., 10 minutes after. And I feel like I'm in a limbo, like we're all in this tornado's eye. I'm okay. I'm leaning into what I do. Collage, talking to you, meditating, listening to music. I hope you're at peace too. But here's the thing. Don't rush back to what used to be and no longer is. Sit still. Modern capitalist etiquette dictates to wipe our sick and get back to work. Get back to the countless hustles. That's our motto. More so in places like New York, where rent comes too soon, where you pay through the nose for the basic necessities like good produce, transportation, and this simulacrum of health system. But that's anywhere USA. Thus, one ends up paying for sanity through creature comforts, wherever you can. What we need now is ritual. Even if that ritual is simply a moment of solitude and 10 full minutes of your ugliest cry, we need this. We have no ritual for this pain. Heck, we don't even have a health system, period, let alone a health system that can handle this plague and the effects we will have to face. Cry. In anger, in sadness, in loss. Be angry. Be angry that we've been left to die. That we collectively allowed this to happen. Cry. That again, in disaster, in crisis, the most affected have been blacks and Latinos. Let it sink in. That it is the rule, not ever the exception, of that world we're rushing to get back to. It's okay to cry against the wall with your face on the floor. Let's let it out once and for all. Don't suppress this. Don't let it metastasize. You don't need that. But the world does need you. Even in the state of confusion, even with your hair in knots, unshaven and real, you're here to keep the world in its axis and orbit. Part of this human experience is death. And right now, we're facing death. 
Well, we're protected by the media, who doesn't show carnage, not carnage of disease, not carnage of war, because that would cause an immediate visceral reaction of the people watching. They take to the streets and demand change, like in the 60s and the 70s. It would cause a revolution. They know this. So instead, the media incapacitates us, you and me, with fear and paranoia. They prompt us to go straight for the toilet paper, to shield our eyes behind Netflix, and watch movies about Avengers and superheroes doing what we've not been allowed to do, to stand up and save the world. But we can, in a minute though. Right now, in preparation for that, we need to mourn. Mourn the mass graves, the death that's come for people in isolation without a hand to hold or a tender smile as a farewell. There will be waves of stories, traumas, and scars coming to shore like a tsunami. What do we do with them? How do we process this moment? Do we go back to the hustle and urge the survivors to do the same like we do with our veterans of war? These are the questions that need to be answered. Questions that have been put off and now stand in the way of healing. Take a breath and take that cry or punch that cushion. It's the end and it starts here. This is how we grant an end to become a beginning. While we've been shysted of spirituality and ritual in our Western world, there's some guidance in science and psychiatry more specifically. According to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who wrote the book On Death and Dying in 1969, this process of grief has stages. In her book, she describes five, and sometimes there are seven, stages. I'll read them out loud, slowly, and check in with yourself. Ready? Shock. Denial. Anger. Bargaining. Depression, testing, acceptance. How'd you do? Did any of these stages resonate? Did you recognize any of those emotions? I think I go through all of these emotions at different hours of each day, really. But we can't get hung up on any of these stages. They are each equally dangerous if we get stuck on them. If you're prone to sadness or melancholy, be aware. If you're temperamental and raging, know that these times are triggers. I think the urgency here is to give yourself space, to allow yourself to process each one until you get to acceptance. And perhaps if you start with acceptance, the other stages are less abrasive. Just pay attention and allow yourself to flow. That never changes. Always reserve the right to let yourself flow from one aspect of yourself to the other. Don't stay in anger. Don't stay in sadness. Be like bamboo, right? Be firm and limber. How about that? Once we've given ourselves the space, once we have mourned our dead with respect, love, and honor, we build on this space. Our sketches of the future, our blueprints, need their foundation. They need to be built on the shoulders of those that will get us through to the other side on the shoulders and ideas, on the values of people who are still here even. Forget about the forefathers. That's how we got here in the first place. They had very specific groups and demographics in mind when they spoke, we the people. 
Where are our 400 mothers? In this new world we're stepping into once we're out of quarantine, we need to create new inclusive paradigms. Keep what you want, toss the rest. You have the power to create that now, collectively. And right now, this is a call to action. For artists, to artists. I know it sounds almost aggressive when we hear a call to action. We imagine arms grabbing weapons or brave bodies going into a heap of battle. But that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, if that's you, go for it. You're needed. But artists, collectively, are different. When I was a teenager, I went to sleepaway art camp at CalArts with the California Summer School for the Arts. I speak about it often because it changed, molded, and galvanized my ideas of art and artists. One tenant I learned about being an artist there was from a creative writing teacher. He said something to the effect of, my writers need at least a few hours of rest, of doing nothing, because in that nothing, seeds are planted. In that moment of rest, one builds by daydreams and conversations with oneself. It's part of being a creator, he said. And no truer words have ever been spoken. I have internalized this to my core. My rest is always active and fruitful. Not in the material, but in my soul. In what moves and fuels my hands to collage, to paint, to dance in my darkness. This call is to artists, a call to action. And it's just that, active rest. In this moment of required stillness and quarantine, in between the Netflix binges and after the Zoom meetings, activate some rest. Build this new inclusive paradigm in which we plot for success with the same formulaic deliberateness that Apple, Disney, or Target have done. Because in our Western world, these are the giants that we must emulate, but with our soul and the unapologetic will to thrive. What would that look like? The world is in ashes. And I can be as dramatic as I want because it's true. Artist, the world is in need of your vision. This is the call you were born to answer. Artist or not, like the Avengers and the rest of the franchises were sold, we're all born with our superpowers. It might not be killing monsters, mythological or political ones. Your superpower might be baking. It might be empathy. It may be being a cheerleader, the cheerleader that lifts a whole movement into action. It's all about support through your special power, now more than ever. Have you noticed that we've been saying this damn phrase or platitude since we can remember? Now more than ever. After bombings, after wars, after this or that trauma, we're literally stuck in this crisis loop. We've been conditioned to expect the next crisis, the next attack. There is even crisis profiteering. It's a whole industry. Ask your politicians about it. They know. So now, not more than ever, because that feels like a comma, not a period. So now, exclamation mark, the world needs your superpower to heal, to break the crisis loop. For the past week, every afternoon at 7 p.m., my usually very aloof and uber cool neighborhood breaks into cheer. 
Everyone steps outside and claps for a whole minute to cheer and honor the health workers fighting our World War III, celebrating the soldiers that are fighting for us. It's the only time I get shaky, the only time I feel my heart quiver, because it's this energy, this collective sound and fury, this collective power that creates change in that moment. It's all about a passive exchange of goodwill. It's beautiful. And it's the same power that can and will create a new paradigm. Because we must refuse to go back to normal. Because normal means we're denied our place again. We forget this moment and we take our stale position as usual. With someone always above us holding power over us. And in turn, we do the same to others. In this new world, let's find our role. Our place to give of ourselves. A system in which our offering is equitable. Let's not go back to business as usual. Because remember, these companies that are producing these emotional commercials about how much they care for you and their workers are also asking for huge government bailouts that you're paying for and are also the companies that cram you into tight airplanes without a meal, charging you hundreds of dollars without even letting you carry a carry-on. Moreover, it's the same system that will find more than one way to charge for a vaccine or a cure to this virus. Come on, what are we willing to accept? That's worth repeating, worth endlessly asking of our institutions, of ourselves, of every situation moving forward. What are you, are we, willing to accept? This whole communique has been a call to action, a call to mourn, a call to grief, to get angry, to cry, to die and be born again and again and again. But here, this is what I need you to do. Because if you listen to this podcast, if you're still listening to this episode and can hear my voice right now, it's because we're similar creatures. We feel colors, read the sunsets and listen to the moon. If this isn't you yet, relax. It really is. We're the same. Right now, it's essential to recharge your special powers. Or if you don't know your special powers, you can find them in the same way we recharge them. Meditate. Sit still. Are you ready? Here's a door. Go to your restroom. Turn off the lights. This works better at night or in a restroom with no windows so that you may be in perfect darkness. Lock the door. Stand in the middle of the room, close your eyes, and breathe. Breathe into this empty space. You have no limits. Release the limitation and weight of your body. In this empty space, you have no skin, no fat, no gender. You are just an ember floating freely in inky darkness. There is no fear here, because there is no limit to this darkness. It is an infinite embrace. Nothing can hurt you here. In this moment, focus on yourself. You are this ember floating like a speck of glowing dust. Now breathe deep and see the ember fade. Exhale 
and see the ember light up. Feel the warmth of your breath, of your being. You have the power to create this light with every exhale. You are the light. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. With every breath, you get stronger. Stay here in this freedom, in this secure embrace. Don't worry about distracting thoughts. Let them whiz by like a shooting star or a bubble in a cup. Release them while you stay here. Know you are safe. Know you are strong. Know that you can trust yourself to know all you need to know when you need to know it to stay safe and sound. In this darkness, your pure potential. Breathe. Exhale. Remembering this place, this embrace of absolute potential and safety is always here for you. In the darkness of your eyelids, in the stillness of a quiet moment, Breathe in one more time. Exhale. Feeling you are enough. You will get through this. That's it. Thanks for listening. If you heard anything that moved you, please share it. You are the spark that can ignite a thousand flames. I am Luis Martin, the art engineer, sharing with you what moves me.